welcome to the Wrestle Strong Dojo podcast where we talk about all things Wrestle Strong Dojo. My name is Elliot, and as always, I'm joined by Sean. Sean, first of all, Merry Christmas. How are you going? Merry Christmas to you, Elliot, and Merry Christmas to all our listeners out there. I'm doing just wonderful. Uh, thank I got to use our new pool over the Christmas break, which has been lovely. And uh, we got lots of sweet presents. How about yourself? Yeah, much of the same. Um, I got a few nice presents. Um, I unfortunately missed the invite to come swim in your swimming pool, but that's all right. Maybe next time. Um, but yeah, it's always <laughs> fun. Always fun. Just uh, spending time with the family during the festive season. Hey, who, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe next time we record one of these podcasts, we can do it poolside. Hey, sounds like a plan. Looking forward to it. So uh, yeah, so this episode uh, that we're recording today is a, is a week late, obviously, you know, trying to organize to do it um at this time of the year is a bit difficult but we thought we'd uh, still bring you the episode where we review uh episode 21 of season three the factions rise and we'll also give our thoughts on what we thought were some of the great matches from this year from mr strong dojo um maybe our opinions when it comes to the top superstar and also who we look forward to seeing in 2022 yep i couldn't agree more with you about uh couple of things we're going to discuss uh i'm looking for it's been a great year and i think the last two episodes really did bring the strong back to wrestle strong dojo this was last week was a high water mark this week managed to if not top not match but even better that yeah i think this episode is a great way to finish out 2021 given the year that it's been you know Unfortunately, there probably hasn't been as much Wrestle Strong Dojo as we'd like because of lockdowns and restrictions and what have you. But this was a fantastic way to finish out 2021. Uh, they will have no arguments from me, mate. This was a wonderful episode. Uh, yeah, let's just get into it. Yeah, so we kickstart this episode with a couple of promos from two people who will be in action. Uh, we've got Middle Corey and CJ Young. Yep, uh, CJ Young, little different. So, Metal Corey bringing the intensity, you know, like what what do you expect from the uh, the heavy weight of heavy metal? He was really psyched up and pumped pumped up for this against Solution, and uh, we finally got to hear from CJ Young, who we had seen before. We'd seen him earlier on, a country boy who saying it himself, but apparently no one cares, and looks like uh, Jack Hellering's got under his skin. Yeah, you know, we mentioned this last week, uh, the match between Middle Corey and Lasora. Um, it's quite clear that uh, Middle Corey was frustrated at the interference because obviously that match meant something to him. And uh, I think you mentioned uh, a few episodes ago too, wanting to know what's happened with CJ Young. You know, I think we saw him in season two and, you know, this kid from the country and now all of a sudden he's uh, he's joined the Goth King. Mm, it's uh, yeah, I, I felt for Metal Corey there because, as we said, we we're really enjoying the match between him and Lasora, and they both had a point to prove. And the fact that the solution got involved didn't help. They didn't help either of them. So, uh, Metal Corey really wanted to get his back, and CJ Young wanted to show why he'd turned this way. You know, you talk about the solution getting involved in other people's matches. They tried to get involved in this match. Unfortunately, didn't end up the way that they probably thought it was going to be this particular match going 
six minutes, three seconds, which saw Metal Corey with an old school schoolboy pin uh, to pick up yeah. the one, two, three. It's not too often you see the uh, the baby face, essentially, the, the good guy involved, go get the roll up distraction win. But uh, hey, if you, you play with fire, you're going to get burned. I mean, the solution, you want to keep interfering and stuff, this is going to happen. But I, I really enjoyed this match. Uh, There's a very nice sequence where uh, Metal Corey hit a nice, nice hip throw to uh, to CJ Young. I, I didn't see that coming, and obviously neither did CJ. It was very good, got himself in a dominant position. Uh, later on during the match, CJ Young hit a fantastic cannonball straight mm. into the corner mm. on uh, Metal Corey. Oh, I could feel it through the screen. But, yeah, this... uh, yeah, sorry, sorry there, mate. But yeah, Jack Hellering on the outside trying to do what he did. And well, he, I guess he poked the bear too much because Lasora came out, got rid of Hellering, and uh, CJ Young wasn't impressed. Too bad. Roll up. One, two, three. I'll tell you what, I wasn't impressed with too. Jack Hellering's comments before the match. Um, you know, I've been living in Penrith in the Penrith area for the last 16 years and I really don't appreciate people bad mouthing the area that I live in. No, and what would he know? 2021 has been a fantastic year for Penrith area. We've got Jess Fox, Olympic gold medalist, the Penrith Panthers, the mighty Penrith Panthers, your 2021 premiers. And now we've got Pat Cummins, the Australian test captain, all Penrith. So, well, look, Hellering couldn't even get a win on this episode. So I wouldn't get him bad mouthing our area. I'll tell you what, if you actually go to uh, the video, go back and watch it on YouTube, uh, 11 minutes, 22 seconds in, you'd actually see something that Jack Hellering would have won. And if they were giving out gold medals for roles outside a wrestling ring, because while Lasora was chasing him, he gave what I thought was a perfect role on the outside, running away from Lasora. I don't. I know you thought it was perfect, but apparently the Russian judges only gave it a seven point two, so he would have had to settle for the bronze. I'm sure he would have talked his way up to the gold somehow. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, but what a good match! What a great way to start this episode. Yeah, and then after this, we go into a promo from uh, one of my favourites from Russell Strong Dojo. Uh, this time. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. Is, he, is Fabian trying to say that he's the Kanye West of WrestleStrong Dojo? Well, I think it takes somebody with a quite a large ego to claim he's Kanye West while dressing up like Freddie Mercury. I mean, what is going on there? This man obviously thinks a lot of himself, but he's setting the bar high. And you can't blame him. You can't blame him. He's going to shoot for the stars. So, look. Whenever Fabian's on the TV, or on my screen, if you will, I'm watching. So he's doing something right. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching as well, Sean. I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Fabian's one of my favorite wrestlers in WrestleStrong Dojo, and he is in action in this next match, taking on somebody who's making his singles debut in WrestleStrong Dojo, another wrestler that we saw at the Rumble in the Rig, uh, Eric Lawler, this particular match, going Four minutes, 55 seconds, which, you know, from the finisher that he used, looked like a like a hip-toss neckbreaker of sorts. Mm. 
Yeah, it, it's a uh, nasty looking at take. I mean, baby, and he talks a big game, but uh, he definitely can back it up. I like the look of Eric Lawler here. Uh, he looked, we did see him rumble in the rig. You are right. He looks strong. He's got the b- big body size. And he, he's not too bad on his feet. He's a little nimble. But um, I think Fabian used his experience and uh, his overall cockiness. I mean, you heard the crowd. There were a few cheers. He is winning them over as he's won you over. Yeah, he um, he does seem like, although I don't think he particularly appreciates the admiration from the fans. He said, you know, prior to the match. But, yeah, this was a... Uh, a really good match from Fabian. And uh, I think he obviously saw that a wrestler like Eric Lawler was always going to have him physically. Eric Lawler is not, not the smallest guy. Um, and Fabian was able to uh, um, target, target his leg, uh, which really did take a lot of Eric Lawler's sort of power game where, you know, you do use a lot of that leg power to drive from the, uh, from the bottoms to execute a lot of those power moves. And as you saw, Eric Lawler wasn't able to do that during this match. And, and that's got to be hats off to Fabian. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You got to watch out there for Fabian for if you are listening and we know you are because we've mentioned you. So that's the kind of person you are. You will listen to all of it. Uh, your ego in this match was your undoing. You were very close to not getting this because uh, you allowed Lawler back into the match and he was getting the one over you until you hit that sweet, sweet finish. So it was a much-needed win for Fabian. He's on the right track, and I guarantee you we are going to see bigger and better things in 2022 for Fabian. Yeah, I echo your comments just then, Sean. And after this match... We get a promo from, you know, one of our favorite wrestler, our favorite Mexican wrestlers, Sean. Although I must say, you know, we've actually had the privilege of interviewing him together. Um, we didn't get offered out to, for a feed or anything like that, like the particular cameraman in this promo. No, uh, unlucky. Maybe, maybe we'd interviewed him just after he'd eaten. Who knows? But, uh, it's always good to see our favourite luchador on the screen, especially with him holding the gold. Season one, he promised he was going to do it. Sure enough, we got to see him win a few episodes back. This time, you could see him enjoying the spoils. Uh, it looked great. The suit, the gold, the money, obviously. Boy, he, he made a pretty penny out of that win. The promo after this um, is... I guess we get answers to questions that a lot of us have been asking uh, since Dean um, turned his back on Adam Vicar um, and decided to join the Crossface Club. And we essentially, from here, get his whole reasoning for why he did what he did. This is the first time we really had a a glimpse into the mind of uh, Dean Draven. And it turns out that he's been playing us for fools for too long. I mean... We all thought, you know, he, he was virtuous. He, he was a man of his word. And it turns out, no, he's just a man that wants to win and has been playing half of us for fools. Uh, he never tried to team. He never wanted to make it a clean fight with Adam. And he was always just looking for a way to get that title. So seeing him paired up with uh, the headliners, now the head biters, seeing that Jake is out of action. Uh, yeah. What can we say? Just 
I think we're still a little disappointed in the efforts from Dean Draven. It's just, uh, I don't know what to say. We may not know what to say right now, but, you know, we're about to talk about a match where we may know what we want to say um, after the match. And uh, this is the heavyweight title match, the rematch. Uh, Dean Draven taking on the champion, Almas Terrible. Uh, this particular match going just under 20 minutes, 19 minutes, 19 seconds. Where, unfortunately, the aforementioned Dean Draven resorting to these dirty tactics to, to get the victory, doing whatever it takes. He did it again, uh, picking up the one, two, three with the help of a briefcase and a belt. Yeah. Um, it's so hard to, to talk about this match after just knowing the end of it because watching Dean Draven come out with the Crossface Club in his corner you could just sense that something was going to happen. But then when El Masterible came out, title around his waist, crowd going nuts. You, the whole place was electric. Um, I was there. That Gale's crowd was hot for this match. They were really excited. Thankfully, it did come through the screen. You could hear it about how much the crowd was pumped during the match. Uh, it's such a shame the way it ended considering what was happening. Uh, both guys left it all out in the ring. Uh, Dean Draven, the powerhouse that he is, technical proficiency, the veteran, El Masterible, the quick, the nimble, the, the ferocious kicks, both guys refusing to lose and doing the best that they can to win. Uh, Dean obviously had help in his corner. We did see Banjo Powers, and Leto, the she-wolf, attacking. Uh, Elmas was trying to have none of it, but obviously they got to him strength in numbers. Unfortunately, what we did see in the end was not one, but two shots straight to Elmas. Before we get to that, actually, I do want to say something as well. What about Elmas Terrible popping, dislocating his thumb and popping it back in mid-match? No, did, uh, my eyes did not want to see that. Oh, it was... Oh, D, you could tell from that, Dean was here to get the win. He would do whatever it takes. He grabbed his he grabbed his hands and tore it apart. But it just showed the kind of fighting champion El Masterible was. He, he was not going to quit. He popped that thing back in there, and they went back to it hammer and tong. It, it was a fantastic match, let down by some just dirty cheating in the end. Yeah, you know, this was an interesting match too, Sean. Um when Almas did win the title, I guess you could say there was, you know, um, a question mark over that victory, you know, coming out after someone had wrestled, um, taking advantage of the coin of chance, which he has every right to. Um, you know, some would be saying, hey, you're very lucky that you got Dean, you know, in a vulnerable uh, state there, you know, having wrestled a match. So this was going to be, um, I guess the match we were going to see if Almas was heavyweight champion material, and he absolutely showed that he was heavyweight champion material. Unfortunately, Dean Draven did what Dean Draven did in order to get the victory, which was a shame because this was a fantastic match. It was one of those matches that went for as long as it did, but it didn't feel like it went that long. I just felt like um, you know the match went so well, so much of it was 
enjoyable and it really was a match where i didn't know who was going to win and for it to end the way that it did just really um as a fan watching watching this a strong dojo was really disappointing yeah i'm with you on that it was it was heartbreaking to see the finish but i saw there was a kids in the front row and you can look back and watch it there were kids in the front row crying real tears because they were so upset seeing El Masterible lose like that to Dean Draven. Um, the match didn't deserve the finish that it had. I mean, Dean pulled the ref in the way. El Masterible had the one, two, three. We had the interference from the crossface club. They throw in the briefcase. El Mas amazingly kicks out. Couldn't believe it. But Dean Draven opens the briefcase to show he's got another belt in there. And what a hit on El Masterible's face. That was just too much. And sure enough, what did we see from that belt? Dean Draven had commissioned himself a new Crossface Club champion and declared himself not only the WrestleStrong Dojo champion, but the Crossface Club champion as well. Um, I shudder to think, about what El Masterible was feeling at that time. And thank God that Adam Fakar come for the save because not only was El Masterible beaten, but they were, they were attempting to take his pride as well. They were trying to take his mask. And when it comes to luchador culture, you just don't do that. Yeah, just a despicable act from a despicable group. Uh, thankfully, uh, you have wrestlers like Adam Fakar who fight for good, um, who came out there. He understood what they were trying to do. And thankfully for him, he was able to prevent that. Um, but, you know, I mentioned Al Mass having a question mark over his first title reign. Um, there's an even bigger question mark over this particular title reign for Dean Draven. Yep, he's got he's to prove that he's a fighting champion. I mean... We all knew Adam, the first ever WrestleStrong Dojo heavyweight champion. He fought all comers. He's a defender of the innocent. He also defended that belt. Didn't matter when, what time, where, he would always do it. El Masterible did not hide from anyone on his title reign, as short as it was. Now, can Dean Draven do the same? But uh, for, I've got a uh, little intel as well. Uh, it turns out... Uh, it wasn't just the thumb, but Elmas actually, he suffered quite a bit of injuries in this match. Uh, his shoulder was no good by the end of it, and he had post-concussive problems and a few structural problems after getting hit directly in the face, not once but twice with foreign objects. So it looks like not only did uh, Elmas Cerebre lose his title, but he's going to be on the... Uh, he's going to be in the back burner for a while recovering from these injuries. You know, and that's probably a, uh, that's probably part of the plan. You know, Dean Draymond talks about, he talked about how he had everything orchestrated from the beginning. I've got no doubt that this is what he was going for. He knew how he was going to win the title. And the last thing he would have wanted was a fit Al Mass challenging him straight away for a rematch. Yeah. Uh, look, He's, he's pulled one over on a Steen Draven, not once, but twice. So what can you say? 
he's a champ and we're just going to have to deal with it. But uh, to El Masarible, um, wish you a quick recovery, mate, wherever you are. Yeah, uh, definitely. And look, Sean, you know, that is the last episode that we're going to be reviewing for 2021. It seems like a bit of a downer for us to finish talking about that particular match and how it finished. So I thought, let's, you know, bring it up again. Um, you know, being the end of the year, the last podcast episode for the year as well. I thought we might talk about some of our favorite matches from the year, uh, wrestlers that we thought might have been wrestler of the year for Wrestle Strong Dojo, and also what we look forward to in 2022. Now, just want to make it clear this is just opinions from Sean and I, um, just sharing them out in the open. Um, you know, would like to know everyone else's thoughts on who they think might be the rest of the year or all the all the typical things that you talk about when it comes to end of year and professional wrestling. Yep. Well, uh, I'd have to say for, m- for myself, uh, my three would be when it comes to wrestler of the year, personally, I think it'd be very hard to go past Adam Fakar as the champion. He was a wonderful fighting champion. We had an incredible run from a lot of people. There were definitely some others who put their hand up. Uh, El Masarible being one. Banjo Power is another and Ryan Miller as well. But I think overall, season three and and uh, the year 2021, I believe Adam Fakar deserves to be the uh, the best wrestler of the year. When it comes to matches, we've just we've seen the last two weeks two incredible matches. I find it hard to choose between El Masterible and Dean Draven and Banjo Powers and Ryan Miller, but I'd have to kind of put it towards the heavyweight title match there. Um, I just thought there was a bit more behind that match. And when it comes to wrestlers to keep an eye out for, um, I think we've seen a breakout in Mystic Jesse, but I've got my eye on Metal Corey. I think Metal Corey can do something. What about you, Elliot? Yeah, look, um, so for wrestler of the year, um, and these are really tough to think of. When you say wrestler of the year, you think of some of the talent that we've seen from Wrestle Strong Dojo. It's hard to, you know, put it down to just one. Um, and I would have to look, as much as it pains me to say this, I'd probably be looking at a banjo powers as the, uh, as the wrestler of the year. Um, you know, just some of the things that he has been able to do um, as a performer, as a wrestler and wrestle strong dojo and that he unfortunately continues to do. And that leads on to the match of the year for me. You know, it was a really tough decision. You mentioned the two matches, uh, the heavyweight match and from this week and the junior heavyweight match from last week. And, you know, I'd probably be leaning more towards the junior heavyweight match from last last week. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed that match, and that would be my match of the year. Um, and in terms of wrestlers to look out for in 2022 in Wrestle Strong Dojo, I'm really keen to see more of Aragon. We've seen a couple of matches from him already, his range of skills, just the presence that he has. If you look at him when he walks to the ring, um, yeah, I'm really interested and looking forward to see more from Aragon in 2022. Yep, I wouldn't argue with 
any of your choices there. I mean, the uh, the match we saw from Kaiserko and Aragon was fantastic. Um, and we said Aragon just go from strength to strength. So I'm not going to argue at all with any of your choices, mate. Yeah, and look, it, that's what we've um, sort of said as we're looking forward to to seeing in Wrestle Strong Dojo in 2022. But, you know, Sean, we've talked about heaps already um, that, you know, apart from what we mentioned, there's all these other things to look forward to in 2022. We've still got the rest of uh, season three of Wrestle Strong Dojo to get through. Um, Going to be some really good matches there. And then, yeah, let's just hope that 2022 isn't as affected as what 2021 is when it comes to professional wrestling and crowd attendances and, I guess, live shows. The, that last um, still tour was still a COVID-affected crowd, but it was red hot. I can only imagine what it would have been like if we would have been able to sell out the venue. So fingers crossed next time that Russell Strong Dojo gets to host the show, we're there, they'll put it on and we can go full capacity because the fans are there and they want it. And thankfully, the wrestlers, they're bringing it. Yeah, and here's a little bit of a, um, a fun one to end this episode, Sean. You know, we've just gone through Christmas. You know, Santa's now writing down his list of who's going to be naughty and nice, looking at what people want for Christmas. Sean, watching Wrestle Strong Dojo, Santa's asked you, Sean, what do you want at the end for Wrestle Strong Dojo in 2022? Ooh, well, I think it's a little, it's definitely topical, Mr. Santa Claus, St. Nick, if you will. If uh, this year we saw El Masterible get dudded by the Crossface Club in 2022, I would like to see the Crossface Club get their comeuppance. Now, obviously, the Crossface Club are going to be on the naughty list, Santa, so I hope you get to see that happen. You know, I'm a big Fabian fan, and um, I guess come to end of 2022, I'd like to see Fabian, you know, holding that Wrestle Strong Dojo Heavyweight Championship. Ooh, uh, it's hey, every man has his own gifts there. What are you looking for? So I, I like where you're going with that. Um, still more of a chance than Parramatta winning a premiership next year. So I like that. Okay. Let's not mix footy and wrestling, Sean. Yep, uh... yep. Nope, I'll keep that out. I'll, I'll, I'll stop that. But uh, I like your choice, Fabian, with, the, with some gold. I, I'm sure he'd be uh, very used to getting photographed with the gold. And, Sean, that ends the last podcast for 2021. Uh, once again, I've had a lot of fun reviewing the episode. Maybe didn't finish um, very well the factions rise but look we definitely have a lot to look forward to in 2022 i'm looking forward to it cannot wait to talk about it again with you and mate merry christmas and all the best for the new year and same to you mate and same to you to all the our listeners out there merry christmas happy new year hope you've enjoyed 2021 sky's the limit for 2022 thank you so much for listening